This is Brother Barnabas O'Reilly of St. Vincent Archabbey, and this is a reading from chapter 20 of St. Luke's Gospel. One day, as he was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes with the elders came up and said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who it is that gave you this authority. He answered them, I also will ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and leased it to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants that they should give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant. Him also they beat and treated shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third. This one they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be they, it may be they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. And they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, God forbid. But he looked at them and said, What then is this that is written? The very stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The scribes and the chief priests tried to lay hands on him at that very hour, but they feared the people, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might take hold of what he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. They asked him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Show me a coin. Whose likeness and inscription has it? They said, Caesar's. He said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him by what he said. But marveling at his answer, they were silent.
there came to him some Sadducees, those who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote that for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the wife and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children, and the second and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as a wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are accounted worthy to attain to that age and to the, and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they cannot die anymore, because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection." But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living, for all live to him. And some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him any question. But he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies a stool for your feet. Thus David thus calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to go about in long robes and love salutations in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues in the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. This is the conclusion of chapter 20 of the Gospel of St. Luke. So this Gospel seems to really be Jesus encountering the scribes and Pharisees. And um, it can be easy for us whenever we read passages like this to say, yeah, Jesus, how about those scribes and Pharisees? Weren't they so, weren't they so terrible? I can't believe they didn't believe in you. But um, I think for myself, I need to take a kind of a checkpoint to say, man, how have I encountered or treated my own faith, treated the Lord like a scribe or a Pharisee myself? You know, I think that um, in this beginning of chapter 20, when they're questioning him about authority and Jesus asked them a question, but out of fear, of the people and fear of declaring what they really think, they don't answer and they say, we don't know. And Jesus says to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And maybe how often do we pray, but um, 
really, you know, we can still hold back in our trust in the Lord, in our vulnerability, in being able to accept what he wants to say to us. Um, furthermore, in this passage, he goes on to talk about uh, resurrection and very, very clearly says that God is the God of the living. And, uh, you know, the Sadducees that's referenced in here, they don't believe in the resurrection. And uh, there's a distinction between the Pharisees and the Sadducees that the Sadducees, you can remember, they're the branch of um, these, these Jews that don't believe in the resurrection. That's why they are sad, you see, right? Uh, but Jesus, he takes their question in stride and declares that in heaven there is no marrying or giving in marriage um, because there's, there's no death. And that uh, in, in heaven we are all united completely with God. As if we were married, yes, we are married to God. That our whole self is given to him and he gives to us. And of course we are all there together. And I think we can find consolation that even... Um, a married couple on earth, uh, I'm pretty sure John Paul II said that, of course, you know, there will be a special bond of spouses. You're not going to walk past your spouse in heaven and be like, oh, hey, good to see you. How's everything? Go-? You know, God is uh, the God of love and the God of relationship. And I think that all of our relationships with each other, as well as primarily with him, will be something that we can't even fathom right now. Um, but Jesus, once again, he really, at the end of this whole chapter, I think gives the most important point on how we are to live, which is basically not like these scribes and Pharisees. When Jesus says this, beware of the scribes who like to go about in long robes and love salutations in the marketplaces and the best seats in synagogues, places of honor at feasts. You know, I think that we can really um, spend some time kind of checking ourselves with this, that the main sin, the worst sin of all, is that of pride. And the scribes and Pharisees were those religious who uh, were really practicing their faith, were really full in on this, and could easily judge those sinners around them. But some of those sins, the worst sins of pride and ego and judgment, can be sins that kind of get not as noticed, but Jesus notices them. He calls them out because he sees the selfishness and the darkness of, uh, of those hearts and calls us to be men and women of love, men and women of mercy, and men and women who facilitate showing God to others rather than simply judging and condemning them. So may you know his love And may you continue to humbly serve and pray for him to be born in your heart as we move closer to Christmas Day.